welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. It was my 38th birthday weekend. My wow. birthday was on wow. Friday. Middle aged. It's not middle aged. I think 38 is. It puts you closer to 40. Well, here's my thing. 35. So I have a lot of relatives that have surpassed 100. So I feel like I oh. still have like another 12 years until I'm middle aged. Right. For my family. Good. Um, the best birthday present ever, and I'm not even joking about this, was Jeff walked in on Friday afternoon and he's like, here you go. And it was a piece of paper and I opened it and it is the registration and, uh, paid for done emissions and tag for my car. Now in Georgia, we have to go get our emissions checked. You get something like they put it into a system somewhere. Then you go to a place to get the tag. You can either do it online or we have a Kroger right down the street. And last year I got pulled over because a cop was like, Hey, uh, your registration is like almost a year expired and uh, yeah, not registration, was, my tags. It wasn't last year. It wasn't, you know, in March. Cause you have the whole month of your birthday to do it. Right. It was <laughs> in November. It was in November. And I'm like, that's, I wanted to say to her, I'm like, that's impossible. Like I'm a rule follower. I, there's no way Callie Dollar is driving around on tags that expired in February. Do you know why I think that happened to you? Why? I think the DMV has our wrong address. So you're not getting anything in the mail. Cause I don't think I got anything in November for my registration. Well, it's either that or, um, I went paperless Oh, and I got yeah. like one email about it. And yeah. if they don't harass me, things, just, you know what I mean? It's like, I get emails every day for the business, for a personal, whatever of like this bill's due or this is coming out of your account or, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And if I don't do it right that minute, like I will forget. I, I, um, would like to give, take all the credit for, for it being such a kind and thoughtful gift. The reality is all credit goes to Kroger or the Department of Motor Vehicles, whoever decided to put the kiosk yes. in the grocery store because I went and got the emissions done at the end of the street, mm-hmm. and then I went and got uh, the registration done at the grocery store. It took a half hour. Yeah. It's super easy now, um, but I didn't do it last year. It's slipped my mind or I forgot or whatever. So I was like mortified when I got pulled up or pulled over like 10 months after the fact. Um, and Jeff, and I had thought in my head, you should ask Jeff if he'll go do that for you. But then I didn't want to be like, you know, make you feel like you had to because it was my birthday. And then you showed up with it and that was a gift to me. And it was honestly the best gift ever. And then my car, Jeff got a diesel. So that's a good day because there's so much dog hair in my car. Even when I vacuum it out, it doesn't get all the dog hair out. You need, like, the, you need the industrial strength stuff. You need the people. The um, the emissions test is one of those things that causes completely unwarranted anxiety. I have I every time I go to the airport for a brief second, I have the thought. Oh gosh, I hope there's not a gun or drugs in my bag. Do you know what the chances are of there being a gun or literally drugs in my never bag? done a drug? Zero. Z- zero. Literally never don't own a gun. So it's near impossible. No chance. But in my mind, for one brief second, I think, oh, there's gonna be contraband and I'm going to one of those third world prisons. Yep. Even if I'm flying out of Atlanta. Yes. Somehow I'm gonna end up in one of those 
Thai prisons from locked up abroad, right? Yeah. Same thing with emissions. I put there's nothing. There's no engine light on your car. It's not making a weird noise. It's not puffs of smoke aren't coming out of it. There's nothing weird about it. And it's not like you're going to jail if you don't right. pass. You just go to a car store or a car auto or auto shop, you get whatever it is that was fixed, and then you come back and you test again. Right. It's like $10. It's not a big deal. Right. And I just feel <laughs> this unnecessary pressure. Do you want your uh, mind blown real quick while we're talking about your birthday? Always. How long ago does it feel like your 35th birthday party was? Doesn't oh my that... God, it feels like 10 years ago. Doesn't it feel like a decade ago? Yeah. It was our last pre-COVID of social function that was more than just like the it two of us going out to dinner. PC. Bef- but pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. But it feels like it was forever ago because since then we've had COVID, started the business, uh, had two kids. I mean, had COVID, like endured, like had the shutdown that is COVID. Right. Had Two kids started our business. You quit your job. All of that stuff happens, and and I just I I will be so interested when how this time in history is presented to Ellie or Olivia mm-hmm. or even their kids in the history books. I would be so I'll, I'll be so interested to see how that is how that plays out. Yeah. Because it's, I don't think there's an, a, a way, an accurate way to convey the messed up passage of time. Yeah. The way the world kind of it's, paw. It's, it's weird. So, it's so bizarre. It's hard to explain. Because some parts of it feel like, that was last week. Yeah. But it was two years ago, and other parts of it feel uh, like it was, you know, 25 years ago. And it, it was, was three, three years ago. Three years yeah. ago. It's so weird. Yeah. Very weird. Um, every year... Since I my 30th birthday, I have written out, I keep a list in my phone of lessons that I've learned throughout the year. And I did it um, when I turned 30. I did it for all of my 20s. I was blogging at the time. And then now I do it every year. And now it's for the girls. Like It's something that I'll eventually like put into a book of life lessons that their mom learned every year. And these are not things that I would have been able to, I think, identify and say, when I was 30, I learned, you know, other, unless it was like something huge, like about a relationship or whatever, because you remember that. Um, but so I write them down and I have this year's lessons that I learned at 37. Okay. And this year is short. This year, there's only three, which is funny because when I was like doing my, what I learned at 30, there were so many. So didn't, didn't you at one point do 30 lessons? So don't some people do that? I did 20 lessons I learned in my 20s. Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, and I'm still finding sickness. So I apologize in advance for my whatever is going on here. Okay. The three lessons, the most important lessons I learned at 37. Lesson number one, your body needs rest to accomplish anything else. This is something, a lesson that I fought kicking and screaming for years when I was waking up in the middle of the night to go to work. I, I, back in the, back in the day when we first started dating you were i felt i thought you were still kind of on a college sleep schedule you would well my job at the time was 10 to 6 so i got to like but even on the sleep in even on the weekends you would sleep until 
10 or 11 or even noon. I love my sleep. I do. And I, and I think that had to change because even when, because I was working those crazy early morning hours. So even if I wanted to, I couldn't sleep past 7 a.m. on a yeah. Saturday and Sunday. So that kind of forced you into more of a nine to five schedule. And I thought you were really good at it. And, and then, and then you got, you got that job. So your hours could line up with mine. And then I got fired. Yeah. And then you got fired. So what I was doing for a long time was getting up at two, two thirty in the morning, working out, Insanity. making myself breakfast, doing all of that. And I met with a functional medicine specialist uh, before or right around when we started doing like um, fertility treatments. And she said to me, she's like, Callie, I'm going to tell you the same thing that I'm telling another one of my clients is trying to get pregnant. She's a neurologist and she works 80 plus hours a week. You are probably not going to get pregnant until you allow your body to get more rest. And she was like, I would so much rather you get that two hours of sleep than wake up two hours earlier to work out because your body needs that rest to function. And right now it's just running on flight mode. Like you're living your life on flight mode. Your body needs rest to be capable of doing anything else. Now, was there anyone in your life who told you that? I knew you were going to say Bef- that. You did. You Before told me she that. did. Yeah, maybe somebody who had experience getting up at that crazy early hour who is telling you that it's just a, it's it's just not biologically sound? Is there anybody? Yes, you told me that. Who did? Jeff Dollar. You told me that. I but did. You- oh, I don't remember that. Okay, and you did or did not listen to me. I didn't want to listen to you. Okay. Um, okay. But she has science on her side. Okay. So you know, I have Google. Yeah. On my side. Um, anyway, so it's not always, that was a really hard lesson that I learned kicking and screaming is that your body does need rest. So, you know, I'm not saying nobody go out and run at six in the morning. You know, I have a friend that does that, but I'm saying if you're not going to bed at eight or nine, you might be depleting, like going to bed at 10, waking up at two, not healthy. But she does go to bed that early. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. we've We've joked about that, that her and I are on the same schedule. We're both in bed by 10 o'clock every night. Yeah. And up at five or six. And then you and her husband both are more inclined to watch TV until midnight. Right. And sleep as late as right. you can. So I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying get it in. And, you know, there were times where I was going to bed at nine or 10 at night and waking up at 2 a.m. It's just not a healthy way to live your life. I think especially as we get older, like we just need that more often. Okay. Number two is the perfect time to advocate for yourself doesn't exist. This was another really hard one. I, maybe this is why I have more like a shorter list of lessons as I get older, because it takes me a lot longer to learn them. Um, I spent years at a corporate job, not asking for a raise because I didn't think it was a quote unquote good time. You know, I didn't want to fluster. I didn't want to bother anybody. And then when everybody got laid off and I didn't, and I was in a position where I was going to be making less money, doing way different hours, impacting my whole life, I felt guilty about standing up for myself because I'm like, well, it's not a good time for the company. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like we have these, we have these, you know, we tell ourselves these things. It sounds laugh worthy, but it's true. Like, it's just, it's not a good time because, you know, they're going through 
a lot. I actually had someone in HR at the company tell me, you know, we all have to pitch in and work together and do things we don't want to do when the company's undergoing a lot of change. No, you don't. But no, you don't. You don't. And I'll get, and I, I, I just found this out that this, this past week, um, something to keep in mind when you get that line from your company, like that we all need to pitch in, we all need to do our part. We all need to contribute to the success that we, we got to help stay afloat. The company that I, the last radio company I worked for at the time was called Entercom and it rebranded itself to Odyssey mm-hmm. and, but not Odyssey, like going on an Odyssey, Odyssey, like AUD, like audible weird, but they, they rebranded themselves to this, this company Odyssey. Uh, they went bankrupt or declared bankruptcy. I declare bankruptcy. Th- uh, I don't know how long ago. A, a month? month? But within yeah. the past month. Uh, it has come out that a few weeks before they declare bankruptcy, they paid over $3 million in, in bonuses to their executive, executives. To their executive yeah. end of year bonuses. Mm-hmm. So I promise you that every one of those people knew that the bankruptcy was coming yes. with certainty, mm-hmm. and they took that bonus. They didn't sacrifice anything for the good of the company. No. They didn't say, no, keep your $350,000. That could help. That could, that could help, you know, Julie in Albany, yeah. New York, keep her job for an extra year. You know, she's a single mom with two kids, and, and that's, you know, yeah. that it, that's five times her salary. And no, they didn't do that. They took the money. Yeah. And every company's the same. I'm ripping on them because they're the last company I worked for. And in my opinion, they just went downhill once they let me go. Yeah, right it all just po- went to crap after you left. Right to the point of bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. So it was all, you know, they should have rethought that. But uh, I'm just saying that nobody's got your back. If no, And that's true. That's true. Except for you. Except for you. And, and your you- people. And you have your back. And I think that, you know, there are people, you know, like in my realm that had my back, but decision makers that can make a decision and go through with it, they don't care. And it's not, you know, a mean thing. It's a business like every, you know, especially at large corporations, like it's numbers based business and it's not personal. And I think a lot of us, if you're like me, get wrapped up in the, but this is my family. This is my home. Like, I love this place. But when it comes down to it, the company will do what's best for them over what's best for you because that's what they have to do to survive. Now, think of it this way, right? Let's say you go in to wherever, McDonald's, and they're, and you go in and you take your family in for lunch and they're having two-for-one cheeseburgers. Can you imagine any scenario where they would say, oh, you're in luck. This is only going to cost you $10 instead of 20 because it's two-for-one cheeseburgers, where you would say, oh, you know what? I really think you guys should have it. I'm right. doing fine. Right. Never. No. Never, 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 because that's a business transaction. Yeah. They've decided to hold a sale. You are going to take advantage of that sale because you are a consumer and you have worked hard for your money. Right. It's no different with your company. Now, there's a little asterisk. If you work for a tiny mom and pop store that, you know, and you know the owners and there's six employees. Right. And and everybody's got a, you know. Oh, I've done that. I've done that sure. before. I do that often with friends who, you know, are people that I know that are like, oh, thank you for promoting us. Like, we'd love to give you something for free. And I've said, absolutely not. I right. am supporting your business. No, I don't want something for free. I want to pay. I want to support your business. You would do the same thing for me. But if, unless you're a person who would tell whoever's got the two for one deal, yeah, to hey, you know what? I don't need double. Yeah, you just I'll I'll just pay for I'll pay full price, 
Unless you do that, then don't also do it for your company. Yeah. So um, I, you know, negotiate. I did not get fired as part of a, a layoff or I did not get laid off. Um, but my entire team did. And it was up to me to either quit or advocate for myself. And it felt like a horrible time to do that, especially when I was met with, well, you know, we all need to do things we don't want to do. Um, to which I think I said to Jeff after, which is a coulda, shoulda moment. Like, yeah, I know we all do things I don't want to do. I was working four jobs during the pandemic and I was pregnant. Right. For the sake of the company, so our show could stay on air, right? And everybody, yeah, I know what it means to be a team player. Got it. Yeah. Um, I wish I'd had the guts to say that then. Anyways, it didn't feel good to advocate for myself, but the end result was I actually was able to be a part of layoffs, and I got severance, and I was able to do this for myself full time. So it wound up being a really great thing, even though it doesn't feel like in the moment that it's a good time to advocate for yourself. If you have a personality t- like me, it's never going to feel like a good time to advocate for yourself. But but you're the only one that's going to do that. Right. Number three tied into number two. If you are someone who, and shout out to my ADHD people, I am not medicated for ADHD, but I have been diagnosed with it. Um, if you find yourself getting flustered in important conversations, make yourself an outline or a script of what you want to say, organize it beforehand. There is absolutely no shame in being someone that is not, great with remembering everything you have to say and being able to participate in a conversation, which is me to a T. And when I let go of the fact that, cause a lot of people, especially with ADHD are holding on to remembering what they want to remember that they can't remember or participate in what someone else is saying because they're worried about forgetting what they have to say. It's what's it called? A, um, it's like a spiral, right? Cause you go into the conversation thinking I'm going to make these six points. And so you, you that conversation starts with you saying point one out loud. And then your brain immediately goes two, three, four, five, six, two, three, four, five, six, two, yes. three, four, five, six. Cause yes. you don't want to, you don't want to forget them. Then the person is responding to you, but you can't hear it because right. you're going two, three, four, five, six, two, three, four, five, six, two, three, four, five, six. And then when when immediately when they stop talking, you immediately blurt out number two and they might say, uh, yeah, I just said that. Yeah. And you just have no idea. So there is no shame. It's not embarrassing. Write it down. Have your clear points. This is something that also came up when I was negotiating my exit and I do it all the time is making myself bullet points of what I want to say and making sure I do it for the show, making sure that I'm communicating those bullet points. And you don't have to be embarrassed that you're an adult that does that. I think it's really smart and will make you a more effective communicator. Nobody shames uh, Hollywood celebrities or oh, maybe Olivia does. She does. Nobody shames Hollywood celebrities or recording artists who win a Grammy or who win an Academy Award and get up and say, okay, I, I want to make sure I don't forget anything. And they take a little piece of paper out of yes. their pocket. Right. Nobody says, oh, look at that loser. Yeah. They couldn't even remember their own family. Yeah. 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 Is that it? You had three? Yeah, that was three. That was my three. One of the biggest lessons that I've learned this year, as I mentioned before, is that sleep impacts the rest of your life. And it is so important to be getting quality sleep. And in 2024, you don't have to settle for less than amazing sleep. And one thing that helps me get the best sleep possible is the Hatch Restore. Now, we are a big Hatch family. The girls use Hatch to sleep. Um, Jeff and I use it to sleep. And we have been customers of theirs for three years now, paying customers of theirs. And we absolutely love the product. 
Perfect. The Hatch Restore is a device that teaches your body when it's time to sleep or wake up with nighttime and morning routines so you can prioritize rest. You can customize your bedtime routine with a selection of light and audio cues. You can choose from meditations and ambient sleep sounds. Great sleep can be learned with Hatch. 83% of customers report improved sleep. They have a 60 night money back guarantee so you can try it yourself risk free. Right now Hatch is offering upside listeners $20 off your purchase of the Hatch Restore and free shipping at hatch.co slash upside. Visit hatch.co slash upside to get $20 off and free shipping hatch.co slash upside. When you go from one kid to two, your to-do get list gets exponentially longer. Prioritize life insurance. Our friends at Fabric by Gerber Life can make term life insurance easy. It was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. You could go from right now, this moment in time to completely covered in less than 10 minutes. No health exam is required. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million bucks in coverage for less than a dollar a day. You've got to join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. You can apply today at meetfabric.com slash upside. That's meetfabric.com slash upside, M-E-E-T, fabric.com slash upside. Policies are issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices are subject to underwriting and health questions. We had to call the on-call nurse of Ellie's pediatrician on, was it Thursday or Friday? Mm, I think it was Thursday. Thursday because she was making the weirdest little grunt, not little, she was... She was snorting like a pig. She was snorting like a pig, but there was also the sound of something rattling. It It really freaked Jeff out. Yeah, Callie was more comfortable with it than I was. I was trying to feed her at the time, and to me, it looked like she was gasping for air. It was this, it just freaked me out. So we called, and the, uh, you know, the, the, the nurse on call went down all the checks. Is she eating? Is she, you know, pink? Is she uh, breathing okay? Is she sucking in? Are her nostrils flaring? Is she pooping? Is she peeing? All this. And everything checked out. Yeah. Except for this noise. So that, so... The nurse says, look, um, she could. And we did point out that that for a day or two, Ellie had brought home something. from. She sneezed right in Olivia's face. From school. And I said that. (laughs) I said, it's possible that she has her first cold of ever. Yeah. And the the nurse on call. And God bless the nurses on call. Yeah. Because you know that they are all day long fielding. Answering the same questions over and over and over. But also things where, oh, my kid has a splinter. What do I do? You know what I mean? It just, do I go to the emergency room? Fun fact about moms on call. They actually were the mom. They were the nurses on call. I think at our doctor's office for a really long time. And moms on call is based on the most frequently asked questions they got for like 20 years. And I, yeah. And so, um, I didn't know. I didn't realize that was a thing that pediatricians had, but it makes perfect sense because if not, emergency rooms would just be overrun because you don't know what to do with a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. No clue. 
like it makes a funny sounding fart and you're like, oh, what? They're, you know, insides are all turned around. Yeah. Emergency room. And you just, and you call the nurse on call and like, no, that's just what they do. You know? So, so, so the, the nurse on call said everything else checks out. Obviously, if you see any struggle breathing and she listed off a bunch of things, get to the emergency room. But otherwise, uh, you could use a couple little saline drops in her nose and then use one of those bulb things to suck out and kind of just keep her nasal passage clear. And Callie did that that after she ate that night and called me into the room to show me what was causing the rattle. And it was a... It was a man-sized booger. It was a disproportionately <laughs> large, hard booger that was just jammed up in the back of her pipes. Sorry if you're eating breakfast right now. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty gross. But it was rattling. I know. It, it was... It was as though you had taped off both ends of a of a you know roll of paper towel an empty roll of paper towel tube right mm-hmm. and put a rock in there and just shook it around that's what it sounded like and now we know why this point in our relationship there is more conversation about boogers and poop than i ever thought we would ever have in our entire relationship yeah. like it is not cute over here and it's funny because it's almost Makes our relationship more intimate because we're talking about things that ne- I would have said when we got married. Oh, my God. We'll never be a couple that talks about that. We are a couple that talks about that. Not our own. Thank God. But, you know, kid stuff. It's like they're snotty and they're. Yeah, I didn't think it to, to and me. And you're navigating it together. So you're like asking yourself really embarrassing questions like, hey, you know, the other day Jeff was like, hey, did you look at Ellie's poop? Like, did you, can you go look at Ellie's poop just to make sure everything's okay? Like in the bathroom, this, this is a, the point in our life that we're at right now. Uh, well, I don't think it was ever, because as long as it's not about ours, to me, it has nothing to, it's, there's no, it's not an intimacy thing. Yeah. I perfectly, I always imagined that this would be a part of raising a kid. I never realized just how matter of fact it would become. Right. Just how, with the same cadence and energy and matter of factness that you would say, hey, come in here and look at this interesting news story I'm watching right now, or come (laughs) come look at this funny meme on my phone. Right. You say, hey, look what I sucked out of Olivia's face. (laughs) Or I would say to Callie in the same way I might say, hey, do do we have any, um, you know, Carrots and hummus, will you bring some to me? I might also say, hey, will you poke your head in the bathroom and have a look at Ellie's poop before she flushes it? Same same thing. It's just a thing that once you make your own humans, that's part of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Once you have your own humans, like, you yeah, just, yeah it's uh, it's it's sexy times over here. Um, I wanted to talk about the kite baby drama to which Jeff said, isn't that over now? But um, and it kind of is. But I posted something to my Instagram over the weekend that really fired people. Well, maybe it was like Thursday that fired some people up and we have like a divided Instagram. So I want to like clarify and also give my two cents on the whole thing. But I don't want to do it today because I feel like it deserves more time than I have to give it. And also I'm like, coughing up a lung and and can't talk for that long without coughing uh poor jessica our editor our producer is gonna be like you know 
just up to her eyeballs and editing out coughs. So if you if you want to get caught up, the kite baby drama, I'll say it and then you correct me if I'm wrong. Well, what I was going to say is oh. go Google it. Yeah. And click the news button, kite, K-Y-T-E, baby, and then click the news thing and just read it on your own, study it up, and then we'll have a conversation about it on Wednesday. I don't have time to do that, so can I just run it by you and you can tell me if I'm right? Yeah, but I don't know all the... 100% of the nuances I was going to talk about it generically. Yeah, I'm not going to give a ton of details, but I just want to make sure that we're talking about the same story, right? Yes. So Kite Baby sells kids' clothing. Like onesies, sleep sacks. Little, little kids' clothing, newborn, baby, newborn yeah. and baby clothing. And the CEO declined an employee's request. She had uh, a child that she had adopted who was born way early, like, like 22 crazy weeks. early, 22 weeks early. So it was going to be in the ICU for the NICU f- forever. Yeah. Right. And she wanted to work remotely as much as she possibly could because this baby, because it was an adoption situation, was actually located in Texas and she lived somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So she was going to be in Texas for 90% of the next six months or more. And so she wanted to work remotely and the CEO said, nope, sorry, can't do it, which is ridiculous considering that's a company that caters to babies and newborns. And if anybody should be sympathetic and understanding of a a parent of a newborn, Mm -hmm. it should be this company. So is that the basics? Is that kite baby? That's the gist of it. Yeah. There's a lot of like nuances, details, whatever, but that's the gist of it. And that's what everybody's talking about right now. I put on my Instagram that because um, they wound up after the two apology videos, they wound up saying like improving their maternity or uh, pa- parental leave. Yeah, the two apology videos. This is the woman who apologized and then had to apologize for her apology. Right. And then they issued like a new, they publicly issued their new paternity or like, you know, parental leave policy. And um, to which I said on my Instagram, one, this is not enough. And two, this is not a flex. I would not be posting this if I were them. I think it's a big PR mistake for them. Um, I worked in PR for several years and I... There are two totally different camps on this and people are duking it out online and in my Instagram. And the one camp is saying, absolutely agree with you. This is not enough. They should keep their mouth shut and, you know, X, Y, Z. The other half is saying, shame on us for shaming small businesses for offering like uh, family leave that we don't think is enough. Okay. So... I am a parent. I am also a woman and a small business owner. So I have lots of opinions about this. My my initial thought on that is <clears throat> they are the whole reason it's public. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't want to, I know you want to talk about it at length on mm-hmm. Wednesday, but my initial thought is if it's, if we're just, if somebody's just Googling family leave, policies of small businesses and then calling them out online for no reason mm-hmm. that's jacked up but they're in the news because of them yeah they're in the news because they chose to release a statement that said we're updating our um but they're maturity even, leave and here's what we're offering but yeah but even before that they're in the news for what they did a month ago oh absolutely um and we'll talk about that on wednesday